Welcome to On Air with Russell of Hotels, where we talk about everything hospitality, from hotels to influencers and everything in between. We will feature guest interviews with hospitality professionals who will share their experiences. Your host, Russell Edmond, has spent over 25 years in the hospitality industry, beginning his career with Marriott International in hotel operations, before moving into the sales arena and becoming a relationship building director of sales and marketing. Russell then went to the other side as a hospitality entrepreneur. He now consults in the hotel and meeting space, which includes being the CEO of Russell of Hotels Group. Did I mention he was a veggie foodie? Yes, Russell is always looking for good non-meat eats. Please welcome your host, Russell Edmond. Hello and thank you for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels Live Hospitality Talk Show. It's a special Friday edition. You know what it is, right? Um, hopefully you guys got the memo. I'm not sure if you did or not, but um, I did a little quick thing on, um, and I'm trying to do like 10 things at one time. I'm sorry. Uh, but I did a quick memo on a quick little live that I do on um, on Instagram. So excuse me for that. But I had to turn something down. But um, yeah, I did a quick little intro saying that I'm doing this special live today, uh, live on LinkedIn, live on YouTube today. Um, so hopefully you got it. If not, hey, if you're there, let's, you know, enjoy the ride. Just, you know, sit back and, 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 and enjoy what's going on. Uh, the talk about hospitality, all that kind of stuff. I'm Russell of Hotels. This show is on air live with Russell of Hotels. Uh, it's a special Friday edition. Uh, normally, I do these on every Tuesday at one o'clock uh, California time, which I'm, this is where I'm located. But I was out of town, right? So I was on a trip. I was in Memphis, Tennessee, okay, and um, attending the IPEC conference, and I couldn't do it. Normally, I do these on. It doesn't matter where I am; I still do them, right? But you know, sometimes time won't allow you to do it, right? So. It's okay, right? So if you're doing podcasts and you have a regular scheduled time to do it and you're unable to do it, then just don't do it, right? But I say, well, I have a little time today on Friday uh, to kind of make up for that. So that's why this special edition of On Air with Russell Uff Hotels is still show number 193. Today is Friday, January 27th. And this doesn't take the place of Tuesday's show, okay? I will still do uh, my regular show on Tuesdays, just that, like I said, I was unable to do it on this past Tuesday. So I said, you know what? What the heck? I got a couple minutes. Let's roll with it today. And it's Friday, right? So you guys aren't doing any work anyway. So it'd be a good time, you know, the people on YouTube and LinkedIn to sit here and just listen and watch and say, what the hell is this Russell? What is this Russell of Hotels person talking about? Okay. Or anyway. So, but anyway, um, let's see. I do this uh, just in case you guys, this is your first time coming on. So you'll see topics that I'll talk about come up. Nothing too serious today. You know, this, today's Friday, right? But I was in Tennessee, right? I was in Memphis and I was so excited to go because I was going to stay at the Peabody, right? Now, I've been seeing advertising and promotions of the Peabody for years, right? And to finally get a chance to go and experience it was it, it did. Did it? Somebody's gonna say, "Well, did it meet your expectations?" Yes, it exceeded my expectations because the ducks, right? I really wanted to go there because of the duck, the little duck walk that they do, or uh, I guess for almost a hundred years, if not, I mean, it could be a hundred years. Um, these ducks have been walking from. They do like a little duck walk from the elevator through to the fountain, and they get up on the little steps, and then they on a red carpet. Excuse me, back up. They come down from their penthouse which is on the roof. They come down in the middle elevator. Everything is just like roped off. No one can see, no one can, you know, kind of get in the way of the ducks. Right. There's a gentleman there kind of, I guess he's kind of dressed in a doorman suit. That's the only thing I can, you know, he looks like royalty, but anyway, he announces the ducks. They come in, they walk, and this is eight. Uh, let's see. The first time is at 11 o'clock and they leave at five o'clock. So, uh, at 11 o'clock in the morning, they, they come in, they put little steps up there for them. They get on the steps and get into the fountain, right? And then they do their business. They swim around, have a good time. They eat or whatever. And then at 5 o'clock, they go back. So they put their steps back, 
And then it, once again, it's a big spectacle and everybody's there. I mean, I couldn't even get a video because there's so many people around watching this, right? So it's like hundreds of people watching these ducks come in and out. So it's, it's, it's actually pretty nice. I mean, it, it was cool. It was fun. A uh, lot of energy, good vibe. So I love the Peabody and um, not just for the ducks, but the service level, hospitality. You know, people may say, oh, you know, hospitality, you know, we need to work on hospitality. Yeah, maybe anywhere outside of uh, Nashville. I mean, not Nashville, excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Any, anywhere out of Memphis, because in at this hotel in Memphis, uh, Tennessee, I mean, the to me, the, the hospitality was great. Uh, I didn't walk past one employee that, who did not greet me, you know, either good morning, good afternoon. Can I assist you? I mean, that's what it's all about. When I, and when, when I checked in, um, the gentleman says, um, hey, is this your first time here? His name is Mar- Maricus, Mauricius, Maricus, something like that. And please, I, I don't mean to butcher people's name, but that's what I remember. Maricus, let's just say it, it's Maricus. He works at the front desk at the Peabody. So when I checked in, come to the front desk. And he says, um, he said, hey, is this your first time here? I said, yeah, it is. He said, well, welcome to the Peabody. You know, okay, great, thank you. And he said, uh, is there anything I can help you with? Well, he ran down, you know, you know, kind of the specifics of what's going on at the hotel, that kind of stuff. Um, and I said, hey, yeah, I'm, I, this is my first time here. And he looks, and I look in the line, and there's, you know, a lot of people that are there for the conference. I said, they've been here before, and they probably experienced all your rooms, but I haven't experienced your rooms here. So is it possible, you know, you can hook me up kind of thing, you know, kind of like kind of slide, kind of, kind of slyly threw that in there. And, um, and he, he upgraded me. Right. So he upgraded me to the, I guess it's the either club, club level or executive level, whatever it's the, the, the 12th floor. Okay. So it only goes up to 12 floors and then there's the rooftop. So, um, so there you go. So he upgraded me room was, spectacular okay had more space than everyone else's room of course and of course i threw it on everybody else right like say hey what's your you know what is your room what does your room look like oh my room is this my room is that how'd you get that room that kind of thing because when you get an elevator with everyone and i say push can you push 12 for me because it's you know elevators crowded right and you try to push 12 and it won't you know won't light up until i put my you know you got to put your card your room card your room key on the little thing and it uh, and and then it um then it then it will illuminate right, and they're like, "Oh my God, oh how special you are!" So it's always good to do that, right? So yeah, it felt good, it did. But but no, Marikis, thank you so much, and I did take care of Marikis. So just in case someone wondered, you know, well, what do you do when someone takes care of you? Take care of them, right? So make sure if some extent someone extends hospitality or just that great level of service to you, it's up to you to take care of them, right? So you know, hook them up, you know. Throw him an envelope with something in it, okay? So, you know, Marikis, uh, he was taken care of. So thank you so much, Marikis. Front, I think he's, uh, well, he works at the front desk at the Peabody Hotel. So Dylan Beaumont, uh, welcome to the show. Appreciate you. Hey, um, this show is interactive. So if anybody has any questions, any comments or whatever, feel free to make your comments. Just tap in the little chat box and just put whatever, whatever you want to put in, like where you are, where you're located. Hey, Rosa, how you doing? Oh, this sucks. Whatever it is, just go ahead and, and, and put it in the little chat box. I appreciate it. So once again, this is show number 193. I do these shows. I've been doing this for Four year, almost four years. So, um, yeah, 193 shows, right? When I mention that to people, they're like, wow, 193 shows. Wow, wow. And I kind of have to pinch myself because I can't believe it's been 193 shows, almost seven shy of 200. And people ask me, what are you going to do for show number 200? No, nothing. I'll just do the same thing. I'll be waiting for 201, you know what I mean? So, but no, we'll see. I don't think I'm going to do anything special, um, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll we will see. So industry stuff. So I normally go through some industry stuff. So I'm going to go through some in- industry stuff. So um, let's see. Uh, thank you. These are, you know, let me just thank some people too, or thank some organizations. I'm going to thank IPEC, which is um, Independent Planners Educational Conference. That's the conference that I went to in Memphis. I think they did a great job, not just with the, the convention or conference itself, um, the the level of, hotels that were represented, you know, hotels, resorts, um, CVBs or DMOs. Uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate the level that they, you know, that they put in front of us. So we do appreciate that. 
uh, not not that I'm, you know, on behalf of the planners, you know, I'm thanking you. No, I'm, I'm thanking you on behalf of Russell of Hotels, right? I do appreciate the effort. You guys did a great job. Uh, I think it's one of the better ones that I went to. I mean, not, not, not that I can pinpoint one that, oh, this one wasn't that good, right? No, they were all good. This one was excellent, okay? So, and the venue, I mean, the, the not only the venue was was fire, the destination was fire. And the reason I'm saying this is that uh, – uh, it's a it's an adult to me. Uh, uh, I keep saying the N word <laughs> instead of saying the M word. I keep saying the N word. Okay, so uh, Memphis. Hey, good morning, Kevin. How are you? So um, Memphis is like adult fun. Okay, so you know the blues. You know if you if you're into the blues, you into a little jazz, little R and B, little you know mixture, little country, whatever. Uh, Bill Street is what's happening. Um, that's what we did. We did a lot of the Bill Street. And just so happens they were having an international blues contest at the same time. So I guess it's been going on there for about six years. And we got to see some blues musicians from around the world, right? I think 17 countries were represented at this. So it was great. So we were at Hard Rock one night, and then we went down other side, which is Bill Street, and then um, just – you know, you pay $10, they give you a wristband, and you're able to go to each one of these clubs, right, and kind of just hang out. Juke joints, clubs, I think they're more on the lines of like a juke joint, okay? And, you know, you can't, sm- you can't smoke in these places, right, like smoke cigarettes or smoke whatever. But you go in there, and like normally you will go into a club, you know, back in the day when they were allowed to smoke. You'll walk out with, you know, c- you know a cigarette smoke or whatever kind of smoke on, on your clothes, right? Well, this because it's a juke joint, they serve food in there. You walk out smelling like like fried chicken or fried fish. One of the two. <laughs> oh my gosh! So that was funny. But uh, I don't eat that. You know, you guys know I'm all about the nine meat eats, right? But you know, people rave about the food there. You know, it's a southern, southern. It's a southern state, southern cuisine. You got your fried chicken, your fried fish. Uh, you know, fried green tomatoes, which I was able to eat. Okay, so you got a lot of those things. Barbecue is 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 big out there as well. Uh, I hear Gus's fried chicken is fire. So if you're ever there, uh, check out Gus's fried chicken. It's one gentleman I, I can't think of his name. We were did a tour together, and he said, "Oh man, I I left the event last night." You know, the, because every night we have some type of event like a cocktail reception or, or dinner or entertainment, whatever. So um, he said after that, he said I left a little early and I went. I uh, Ubered down to Gus's fried chicken. He said, man, that has to be the best fried chicken I've ever had. So I'm like, okay. And he was like from Florida. He's like from Miami, you know? Okay. So, um, but yeah, so Gus's fried chicken, check it out. Um, let's see what else, what else? Um, what did Dylan say? I don't usually get stuck saying the N word. <laughs> yeah. The N word in this case is Nashville. Okay. I keep saying Nashville and I, I want to say, Memphis. That this is just for the people that are coming on and here and listening or watching or reading what Dylan just said. No, the N word. I keep saying for instead of saying Memphis, I said Nashville. So that's the N word. I didn't mean to say the N word. I meant to say the M word, which is uh, Memphis. So that's where I was. So uh, <laughs> leave it to Dylan to say something. Uh, but yeah, so I want to thank, like I said, thank to uh, IPEC or Inde- Independent Planners um, Educational Conference, which is put on by North Star Meetings. Okay, North Star Meeting Media Meetings. Uh, thank them for you know choosing this destination. I thought it was fire. And then um, we'll thank once again Marikas for the for the upgrade to the club level. I appreciate that. He said, you'll be able to have snacks all day long. And guess what I had all day long? Snacks all day long. Okay, so all day long and all night long. In fact, it was like uh, 2 in the morning. I'm like, dang, I, I got this sweet tooth for some reason. Uh, I just walked out and the, the club lounge is open. You know, there's there's certain things that are still out. And I just just got me a, well, it wasn't sweet. It was um like almonds. I eat a lot of almonds, right? So got almond and uh uh, Perrier and I was good, right? There you go. So, <laughs> so we appreciate it. Um, let's see what other other kind of news do I have? Hey, you, are you guys know about? Do you guys know about Home and Villas by Marriott Bonvoy? 
you guys, you know, I'm not a big proponent and I make it known. I'm not a big proponent of Airbnb. Okay. You guys know that, but are you familiar with home and villas by Marriott Bonvoy, which is similar to that Airbnb. Um, you go to their site and you're able to book homes and, and villas and all that kind of stuff around the world. Right. So it's the same kind. It's the same con same concept, but it's with Marriott Bonvoy. Okay. So check that out. So I will promote this all day long. I'm not talking about the other, it, it, the other one that I just mentioned a while ago, uh, because I know their practices. Um, so, and I haven't read anything bad about this yet, you know, as far as, and I don't expect to, because if Mary has her name on it, I think they have my back or have our back. Right. So, so, um, so yeah, so check out if you're looking to rent homes or villas throughout the world, Marriott Bonvoy, check it out. Um, let's see. Business travel is business travel back. In fact, let me just click on that. Boom. Um, uh, and I forgot to mention this. Okay. This show today is live on LinkedIn and YouTube. Okay. With the replay on LinkedIn and YouTube as well. So if you're not able to get it live, you can actually go back and listen to it. Uh, the replay on LinkedIn and YouTube as well as Facebook. And I'll put it on Twitter as well. Um, so, and it is also a podcast. So as I'm, you know, the audio portion of this, it will be uploaded to my, whatever podcast platforms that I use, but it, it'll come to you. So whatever, you know, whatever your favorite, your, your favorite uh, podcast platform is for you, you can just Google or just type in on air with Russell of hotels, hospitality talk show, and it'll come up for you. Okay. So there you go. So there's several ways to listen to me. You can take me on the go if that's what you want to do. So is business travel coming back. Now I've been reading a lot about this business travel thing. Okay. So um, is business travel coming back? And I put like four things here in yellow. If you can see that, they said yellow or gold. I'm not sure what it is, but blue collar workers, truckers, sales teams, and I kind of break it down and then traveling nurses. Okay. So why did I put all that down there? So from what I've been reading and what I've been hearing a little bit is that, yeah, business travel is coming back. And I mentioned this a while back. It will come back or it's coming back, but it's coming back under something else. So it's not your typical business travel like, you know, Joe, you know, um, you know, the, the, the used to work in this office, works for this Fortune 500 company, you know, in his suit and all this kind of stuff. And you know that he's traveling, you know. Uh, three to five times a week or whatever. And he's coming into your hotel, you know? And so it's easy to find, you know, Joe because he used to come all the time. So I just have to reach back out to Joe and his company and they'll be coming. Well, yes and no. Some of those are coming back. You know, the white collar workers are coming back, but a lot of them are still working remote, right? So do we just sit back and just wait meeting hotel people? Do we just sit back and wait for them? No, we gotta, we have to uh, find other people to come in. Right. So we go to other companies and maybe there's a lot of construction going on in certain areas. Now, every, every um, destination or every location is different. Right. So it's based on where your hotel is, where your property is, right. Where your resort is, whatever. What's, what's happening around there. What's happening in your backyard. Okay. This is, Sales 101, okay, draw a circle around your hotel, okay, wherever your hotel is, draw a circle around it and do a five-mile radius. Whatever that is, that's your backyard, okay? That's what you should be honing in on. Any business that's in that area, you need to be calling, okay? So I'm putting people on game today, okay? I didn't think I was going to do this, but um, give them information, right? So how do some hotels find these blue-collar workers, okay? It may be, you know, it could be this, major construction company, but the executives are not the one traveling. They're flying in employees or construction workers or contractors or whatever. And guess what? The contractors have to stay somewhere, right? Why not? Why can't they stay at your hotel? But you have to go out and find it. It's not normally, it's not just going to come knock on the door every now and then it will. Right. But it behooves us to, even if say one person started coming in from XYZ company, you know, a good salesperson We'll look at their rivals list and see exactly if it, providing everything is coded right, information is putting in there, put it in there. You should be able to look at an arrivals list every day or in-house list and see who checked in last night. Okay. And then if it's XYZ company, I never heard of XYZ company. Maybe I should do some research on XYZ company and see why this person is here. 
and you call XYZ company and say, oh, yeah, we're, you know, the construction is going on about a mile away from your hotel. Well, we're going to have, we have one person there now, but we're going to have like 20 people going to come in, come in by the end of the month. Boom. Well, then that's when you start talking about, well, maybe I should, you know, how many, you know, what's your, what's your, um, what's the production going to be? That's when you, you know, qualified and all that kind of stuff. And maybe they come up with some type of special rate, you know, similar to the Russell of hotels rate, but it's not the Russell of, of hotels rate. We're talking about this company, rate, This X, Y, Z company rate, right? Uh, hold on to that one. But, um, but yeah, so it's our job as salespeople to identify that there's some new people in the hotel and we need to identify that company and we need to go after them. So that's where that blue collar worker comes from. So you don't know what it could be, like I said, XYZ company, but they may not fit the profile that you were used to getting. But at the end of the day, it's about those greenbacks, right? That's, that's money, you know what I mean? Cheddar, that kind of stuff, money. So it doesn't matter what they look like or they come in, you know, they got a blue collar, you know, they, 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 they go to work clean and come back dirty. I, who cares? That money, that's, that's all you care about, right? Heads and beds is what you care about. So make sure you're looking at your backyard, take your hotel, do a circle around it, go five miles out from there. That is your backyard. You should own your backyard, right? And I guarantee you, the hotels that are in your comp set, meaning the hotels you uh, compete with, they're not even doing that. They're not even thinking about that. So you be on top of it, right? So I just gave you some information, so make sure you do that. Truckers, same kind of thing, right? Um, you got a lot of long-haul long haul truckers that may stay. A lot of them sleep in their own trucks. I understand that. But I think it all depends on what you're near. What if you're near like a, um, uh, a transfer area, a transfer area for like trucks and 18-wheelers or whatever? It's kind of like an industrial area where they – transfer trailers and things like that. They may come in and bring something in, back it up. And then it may take a while for them to unload it. It can be maybe a couple of days. Well, they're going to have to stay somewhere, right? Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but why not find out whatever that company is, a consolidation company or whatever, uh, find out who's in your area. That Once again, this is your, your backyard, right? So, cause you never know, it can be construction workers. It can be truckers. Okay. You, it doesn't matter who they are. It matters that they stay at your hotel. That's all it matters. I don't care what hotel it is. If you're a limited service, budget hotel, full service, I don't care. Uh, three star, four diamond, four diamond, five. I don't care what it is. Do your homework. And it's up to them to say, no, we don't want that hotel. But if you don't venture out and try to get it or, you know, introduce yourself or do your sales pitch, whatever you normally do. If you don't reach out to people, you never know what you're going to get. Okay. Nothing venture, nothing gained. Okay. So just remember that. So that knocks out blue collar workers, truckers, sales teams. Now some sales teams, you know, they could be remote, right? They can be working. Our, the company may be based in San Francisco, but they come to, they come to Southern California, you know, once a month. Okay. Well, then once again, go through your in-house list, your arrivals list, they may be not under a, a particular rate code that you had set up or whatever. These could be individual people. It, it could lead to group business. We don't know until we find out. So financial sales teams, real estate sales teams, tech sales teams, media sales teams. You know, media is huge. Tech is huge. Real estate is huge, depending on your area. Financial planners. Okay, I have my financial planner lives in, he used to live here in L.A., but he moved to um where did he move to Mississippi, but he comes back. He's from originally from Mississippi. Right. So, um, but he comes back here and meets with his clients. Where does he stay? He stays at a hotel. So that's what I'm talking about. So call, it behooves you to see, drive your area, what companies are in the area and then Google them. Right. But you got to say, or you don't even have to, I guess you don't have to drive there, but just put a map of your area and, and all the business will pop up. Right. So call those or email, or whatever, your preference. I don't care how you do it. I'm old school. I came old school, and it worked for us. So we would drive areas, find out, okay, this company's here, this is the address, blah, blah, blah. Go back and do the research. Or now you can just, if you want to sit at your desk, um, sometimes it's better just to drive around and see exactly, you know, how far it is, distance. I mean, yeah, it may say, oh, it's five minutes, but 
but there's a damn creek in the middle and well, you got to drive around the creek. You know what I mean? I'm just using it as an example. But um, I would drive an area and see exactly what's in, what's here, what's in this area, what's in my backyard. So I just identified blue collar workers, how you can get them, truckers, how you can get those, sales teams, financial, real estate, tech, media. A lot of them come in, a lot of them are, are they work virtual, they work from home. So how do you find them, right? Uh, social media, a lot of times will help you with that. Do you, have your, do you have a LinkedIn page? Do you individually have a LinkedIn page? Does your hotel or your DMO or CVB have a LinkedIn page, a company page? Okay, you have to have all that, right? Um, every company should have one. Just throwing it out there. Every individual should have one. I think so as well. So um, because remember, you're the brand, right, that works for another brand. Traveling nurses. Now, this is huge. Um, I've given so much uh, information on these traveling nurses to people. It's a, it's a crying shame. That's what my dad would say. It's a crying shame. Um, so, so yeah, I would give information on that. So there are, and the, and the, and the beauty about the traveling nurses is that if you tap into the company that schedules the traveling nurses, it's like a traveling nurse company. Their job is to find these nurses and them, uh, then schedule them in, in different areas for different assignments. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of them, they come from other places throughout the United States. If you get a relationship with that person that's planning it, they pay you, meaning they pay the hotel. You set, they set up a, a, an account, and basically you build the, the traveling nurse company. You're not, the traveling nurse is not paying for it themselves. And some rare occasions, that does happen, but most of the time, it doesn't. So the companies actually pay. So it behoove. Once again, I'm using that word behoove you. It behooves you to just Google traveling nurses, traveling nurse companies. Just Google that in my area. Because that business, I told someone who's near, they were kind of in between like where a hospital was and something else. I can't remember. But I gave her this information and she got some business. I mean, you have to do the legwork. You have to call. You have to do your research. Right. But it's there. The business is out there. It's just that we think that um, and I mentioned this before, that how corporate travel looked before is not the same way it's going to look now. OK, it's different. It's different. OK, what am I doing here? So it's different. I don't know why I got that in front of my face. I'm like, why am I doing this? Um, but yeah, so is business travel back? Yes, it is. But it's looking different. OK, blue collar workers. If you didn't hear me, rewind it and hear it again or listen to it again. Truckers, sales teams. And I broke it down into like financial, real estate tech and media. So if you're around any of these places or these areas, these companies, um, and like I said, do a, what do you call it? Circle, make a circle around your hotel and do a five mile radius from your hotel to the out, you know, the end of the circle, anything within that circle, that's your backyard. Those are the companies you should be going after. You should own those companies. Okay. I remember um, my first, assignment as a sales manager. My first assignment as a sales manager, uh, my director of sales and marketing gave me a book of a list. This is before you're using the internet. Okay. He gave me a book of list and I said, what is this? He says a book, a book of list is every company that's in the Valley. Cause this hotel was in the Valley. This is the San Fernando Valley, right? So it was Woodland Hills. He gave me this book of list and said, find business from this. And I'm like, okay. Cause I didn't know any different. I didn't know any better. Uh, I guess it was part of training for a salesperson. So I was like, okay, all right, let's do it. So I took it back to my office and I went one by one, each because it had company names, it had address, it had phone numbers, it had the CEO. Now you're never going to get a hold of the CEO, but there's a gatekeeper, right? Normally there's a gatekeeper. There's an assistant uh, to the CEO or just an assistant or whatever. So I would go down the list, call and say, Hey, this is, you know, I'm Russell. I'm calling from XYZ hotel. Um, I'm calling to see if your company has, you know, any, any need for hotel accommodations. And then you also throw in like meetings and things like that, because it's not just about you, it's about the entire hotel. So I would ask them, I'll qualify them based on that. And a lot of times I'll get hung up on, or we'll call you back kind of thing. Every now and then I'm like, Oh yeah. Um, you know, Jill Smith, she's the one that responsible for that. Every now and then you will get a name. 
So I would, they would transfer me to Jill Smith. I would get Jill Smith's number, her email, and all that. And now the relationship begins, right? Um, and that's how I got that. Ended up started started to get business. I mean, it took me a while going through this book of lists, which is about that thick. But it took me a while to go through it. But I did start to find individual. It wasn't group business, but it was individual business that was not use, utilizing the hotel. So, and another thing that I did, um, I did that circle around the hotel. And there's a university. There was Cal State Northridge that was in um, in our area, right? So, but from what I understood at the time, the Marriott, we were a Hilton. The Marriott owned all that business, right? So they thought, right? Let me tell you the story. So the Marriott owned all the business. So every every business that from Cal State Northridge was going, every sports business, that's what I was trying to get, was going to Cal State Northridge. So any team that was coming in to play, they're staying at the Marriott. I'm like, well, why is that? And then the salespeople were like, oh, we've tried to get it, and they won't come, and they won't utilize us. I was like, okay, all right. So I started going down to Cal State Northridge, like, at least weekly, right? I would, you know, get people's names, introduce myself, you know, it, and it wasn't just sports at first. So Because you have to figure out, well, who are the players, right? So I went to end up going like the admin first. And just kind of explaining and, and introducing myself or whatever. And they started introducing me to other departments, right? And then from there, it just kind of blew up to the sports thing, right? So every sports team, and they had just started their football program back then. Um, and I started getting in with the coaches because the coaches are the one that actually uh, plan the rooms for the, for the f- football teams that are coming in, right? And, the, you know, they also have food and beverage and all that stuff. So I started with that. I started with nothing. By the time I left that, that, that hotel, I own Cal State Northridge. Marriott people were calling like, who is over there stealing our business? Oh, Russell. Russell's the one stealing it. Okay, well, there you go. So just because someone, another hotel or a competitor, they think they own it? No. Competition is fierce, okay? So I took it like I was playing football. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to dominate the, the, you know, that, that opponent that's sitting across the line from me. And that's what I did, right? So I own it. But it all started with circling the hotel and what's within that five-mile radius. What's in my market, though? Remember that, right? So every either sales managers are market-specific or uh, geographically specific, right? So we were market-specific. So anything within the Smurf market, sports market, uh, government association, those things were mine. Okay. Well, social, military, educational, religious, fraternal, uh, and sports through an S at the end. Okay. Those, that's what I handle. Right. So anything that was market uh, specific for me, that's the stuff that I look for. And I was able to, I made my goals all the time. I mean, it was great, but I started, like I said, started with doing a circle, five mile radius, your backyard, own it. So there you go. Whoo. That was a good one. That was a good one. Mm, let's see. Oh, I don't know what's going on here. Y'all have blank, a lot of blank screens. Hey, be intentional. These are three things I always talk about. Be intentional, make decisions, and take action on what's important to you. Dylan says the radius of a circle from the area. The, the radius of a circle from the area. If you are the area, the radius is R equals. Okay, Dylan. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Whatever, you know, sometimes we don't have to make comments. Sometimes we just listen and then keep it moving. Okay. That's, that's what we do. So, um, but yeah, so bottom line own the area. That's the, the, the important thing. This is a sales thing. Okay. Sometimes people from operations don't understand sales. You know what I mean? So, uh, even general managers don't always understand sales or the process that we go through. Okay. So own your area, draw a circle, Whatever's within that circle, you own. Okay, there you go. So don't let anyone discourage you, especially general managers, because general managers, there's some good ones out there. Dylan's one of them, but there's a lot of them that need some work. Okay, need some education on how. In fact, take them with you when you go on sales calls. Take the GM with you when you um, have have appointments, you have clients over for lunch or whatever. Make sure you introduce your general manager to them and let your GM know that, hey, this is what I do. This is how I operate. 
I want my clients to meet that head person, right? Whoever that him or her are, I want them to meet you because believe it or not, regardless of what that GM knows or doesn't know, they, that name, that title carries some clout. Okay. So because people are like, Oh my God, the GM came out you know, he took, he or she took her time, took his or her time to come out and meet with me. And, you know, and then we laughed and blah, 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 whatever. So it does carry weight. Okay. So make sure you do that. Okay. So that's a little, another tip. If you don't do that, you need to talk to your GM and say, Hey, these are things that I want to do as a salesperson. Are you okay with it? And they should be. Any GM that doesn't want to get in the, in the, involved in the sales process, uh, they suck, okay? <laughs> Any GM that does not want to get involved in the sales process, they suck, okay? Because it all starts with them, okay? Attitude's everything, okay? And I work for some great GMs that they got mad if you didn't invite them over. You know what I mean? To some of them, it's like you would rather not have them because you don't know what the hell they're going to say. All right? So there you go. And I, and everything I talk about is from experience, right? It's not that I'm just shooting from the hip or the cup or whatever. I'm speaking from experience because I've worked with some good ones. I've been to 14 different hotels. So that means that's at least 14 different GMs, okay? One hotel, I remember we went through four GMs in like 18 months, okay? So believe me, I know, and not all GMs are created equally, okay? A lot of them don't want, they want to be behind the scenes. They want to be in their offices thinking they're reading all these reports and all this crap. Get out and see what's going on, people, okay? That's where, that's where the fish are. Go where the fish are biting, okay? The fish aren't biting looking at, you know, all these reports all day long, and although there's a time and a place for everything, but when it comes to the guests, when it comes to new clients coming in, we need to separate hotels need to separate themselves from the comp, from their competition because every GM is not coming out. Every director sales and marketing is not coming out and, and being part of that sales process. Okay. I know it because I see it. All right. I experience it, but me being a director of sales and marketing, I always said, Hey, any, any, um, any clients you have, I want to meet. Okay. And, and the same when I became a general manager, any client that you have coming in, let me know. I will come by at least say hello. That's it. I don't have, I'm not coming to eat with you or anything like that, but I'm coming to say hello. That's it. That's all you got to do. Right. It's nothing, nothing that you got to, I got to sit there and now I got to have a conversation with them. No, you don't have to do that. Just, you know, you know, what time you want me there? Oh, we're going to be here about, come about 1230. Okay. Make sure you're there at 1230. It's an appointment. Okay. So there you go. So those are things that you should do. Dylan says GM should be invested in the sales process. These are our potential future guests. Yes, we need to know who may book and when they do. It is our job to show them a great experience. Yes, 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 yes. You're absolutely right. So thank you, Dylan, for that. And, um, but yeah, there's other things that I think GM should do, but you know, I'm going to stop because I'm only talking about sales right now. So I'm going to stop right there, but there's a lot of things that GMs could be involved in that will make their operations a lot better. Okay. Because it's about the people, right? It's about you taking care of your people. Okay. And your people will in turn take care of the guests. But if you're not taking care of your people, you shouldn't expect them to take care of your guests. Boom, I said it. I'm going to drop the mic now. So, but anyway, these are three things that I always <laughs> talk about. And see, aren't you glad that I did this today? Because I'm, like, full of, like, energy. And I'm not feeling very well either, right? So I woke up with, you know, uh, kind of a, I don't know, was I talking too much or probably out too much, okay? Because did I tell you that we went out? I did tell you that, right? And so we went out a couple of nights, and, and it wasn't like they were early nights either. So, but anyway, you know, thinking this, this is back in the early 2000s, you know, when, you know, when salespeople stayed out all night, you know, and I did learn something this um, last week that salespeople still stay out all night. Okay. I'm just not, I'm just not part of that. Okay. I'm like, uh, no, 11 o'clock is fine for me. Midnight is pushing it. Okay. So, and then you got to work the next day. You got to be, um, you got to be there for eight o'clock breakfast. I'm like, no. Uh-uh. That means for me, I got to get up at six, right? Because it takes me like, it takes me like two hours to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> it 
no, I had to watch Sports Center. So I get up at six watching Sports Center, see what I missed from the night before. But anyway, okay, these are three things that I always talk about. Be intentional, make decisions, and take action on what's important to you. Be you, that's number two, and be represented because my representation matters. Yes, it matters to me that people that look like me, um, you know, we we work in hotels, uh, we do um, live hospitality talk shows, we are hospitality personalities. It's important that that I do this because there's not a lot of people out there in this space that's doing that, right? It's not a lot of people in general. Darn sure not a lot of people look like me that's doing it, okay? So this just goes out to say, why am I saying this? Because it's important that, that people know that if I can do this, you can do it too. So that's it. So if that's encouraging somebody, that's fine. If that's like, you know what, that dude sucks. I'll never do that. Well, that's fine too. <laughs> so it doesn't matter, but it's important to me that you're intentional at what you do. You always be yourself. Don't try to be someone else, okay, because it's hard enough being me. Why I need to be somebody else, okay? I'm not copying anybody's style. I can care less uh, because it's all based on my experiences, right? And it should be based on your experiences. And number three, be be represented because my representation matters and yours does as well. So there you go. Mm -mm. Who's your best who is your best brand advocate? Now, if I got crickets on this, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm cussing people out. No, I'm joking. But no, you are your best brand advocate. You are the one that has to be excited about what you do, excited about your brand, excited about that next day, that next opportunity to show someone else what you do or who you are. Um, and I show that with um, people always ask me, like, um, why do you? post a lot. You do these lives. I see you doing these lives. Is that, is that, that's what it's called, right? It's called a lie. You know, they say all that kind of stuff. I said, because I'm my best brand advocate. What does that mean? What do you mean? Your brand? Yeah. See, a lot of people don't understand that they are the brand that represents another brand. Okay. So people will buy you. I always say this. People will buy you before they buy what you're selling. Okay. So the sign on the, on the uh, building doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, you may see that big M. You may see that H or whatever H. You may see whatever. It doesn't matter because if they have a, relation, a relationship with you, and that's the, that's the key here, right? Salespeople or operations people or whatever, GMs, whatever, need to have that relationship with people first because if you move around hotels, which I used to, like 14 different hotels, I would take people with me or they would come with me, right? Like, where are you? I'm leaving this hotel. Well, where are you going? I'm going here. Where is that located? It's here. Okay, well, let me know when you're there. I'm coming too. Okay, that would happen all the time, right? So because they bought, they because they trusted me, right? We had the relationship. They didn't have a relationship with any hotel that I worked in. I had this one guy who's still a client to this day, um, but, you know, differently because I do hotel site selection. He followed me. From Woodland Hills, so that was probably, I don't know, hotel number three, maybe. He followed me, hotel number three, to the the 14th hotel. So every time I left, he would come to that hotel. But because it was because of me. It wasn't because of the hotels I was working in. They were different brands. It didn't matter. You know, I I remember one time he told me, though, there was a hotel, Marina Del Rey, right? And we had a lot of airline crew. And he came and stayed and he said he didn't get any sleep because he said there was a lot of in and out. And when you have international airline crew, um, you know, they're coming in and out all hours of the day and night. Okay. We had tons and we had like, a, I think it was Air France. Okay. So they would come in and out all day long. And in the morning I see him for breakfast and he says, what's going on? And he's from, he's from Atlanta. He said, what's going on here, Russell? Um, is this some kind of, airline way station or something. I'm like, what do you mean airline way station? He said, I noticed there's a lot of airline, you know, people, people that work for the airline, like the, the, the flight attendants and pilots and all that. I said, Oh yeah. He said, well, they come in all hours of the night. I said, Oh yeah, they do. I said, did they keep you up? He said, Russell, uh, I'm never staying here again. (laughs) I said, I understand. I said, I understand. I get it. But yeah, so every, you know, although he followed me to every hotel, 
Uh, I think that was the first one he actually said, I'm never staying here again. And he didn't, right? So, and then when I left to the, went to the next hotel, then he came back, right? Yeah. So certain, certain hotels, you can, I mean, you can just sit in the lobby or sit in your room sometimes and see the frequency of people and who's coming in, right? So it was, it was kind of easy to see that and question that, especially if you experienced it. But if you sat in the lobby of this particular hotel, we had, I think we had 250 rooms, probably 75 of those rooms easy were airline crew rooms, right? And they were international. So like I said, they come on a different schedule and they stay longer. Okay. So they're always there. They're always in and out because they want to make sure they get their experience worth in the area, right? Marina del Rey at that time was one of the best places to be because it's near the beach and all that stuff. So that's where they wanted to be. Right. So they would go out and experience LA. That's what they did. And they would come in at all hours of the night. So yeah, so that, that was funny. So um, Dylan says, because you're trustworthy, you know, okay. All right. I'll I'll go with it, Dylan. I'll, I'll accept that. Um, what are you doing to keep your brand relevant? Okay. There's several things that I do. Um, but let me, well, I'm going to show you, you know, I'll, I'll just move forward. And what's the quote of the day? Did I change this quote? Um, I create content for hotel brands that keeps them top of mind and potential guests like you informed. Okay. So I'll read it again. I create content, meaning me. I create content for hotel brands that keep them top of mind and potential guests like you inform. So my job as a content creator is to keep you on the top, right? Keep you top of mind, right? Because a lot of hotels, and I had this conversation a couple of days ago with um, some hotel people and I asked them, basically asked them, what do they do as far as social media? These, these are salespeople. They had no idea. They didn't know what they did. I said, well, how do you, Okay, so you do your promotions, or maybe it's in. I said, "How do you do promotions?" I said, well, "We we really don't, you know, if it's not in a like a, a throwaway kind of thing, uh, they don't know what they do. They, do you have a PR company? They, they didn't even know, right? So, and these are salespeople, and sometimes sales. See, there's a difference. There's a disconnect between sale and this is hotel sales. I'm talking about between sales and marketing. Okay, sometimes I think, you know, this is what I think all the time now. Now that I'm kind of on the outside looking in um, directors of sales and marketing, that should be changed. It should be director of marketing and sales because it's more important now that we're marketing and promoting to people. We're putting our brand out there. The salespeople do that. Okay. Let the salespeople go out and do what they do. Okay. But the the directors of marketing need to do more marketing. They're doing more selling than marketing, you know, in the larger hotels, they try to have a, you know, I don't know what they do. I mean, because a lot of them don't have, um, I don't know if they have goals like sales goals. You know, sometimes, you know, some of the larger hotels, you know, they may handle the, um, the citywide conventions or whatever, you know, which is, that should be market specific, I think. But anyway, you know, hotels run things differently, but directors of sales are not paying, they're paying more attention to the sales process and less to the marketing. Okay. I have conversations with this all the time. People can debate, can debate me on this all they want, but directors of sales and marketing, if you have that title, it should be changed. You should be spending more time on marketing, more time on marketing and less time on sales. Okay. Especially when ain't nothing happening. Okay. So especially during that cold COVID thing that was going on, no one was doing anything, right? That was the perfect time to start promoting your brand. And now is the perfect time to start re-promoting your brand, right? Okay. Branding and selling are two different things. Okay. So if you need some help with that, reach out because like I said, I, I can see this now. I couldn't see it when I was working there. Okay. So that, then this is a different, and this is real talk, right? So when you're in the weeds, you don't see the shit that's going on around you. Did I say shit? I'm sorry. I didn't mean that, but, uh, (laughs) You don't see the stuff that's going around you. Okay, You don't see what's going on unless someone has to pull you aside and say, hey, you know what? You need to spend a little bit more time on this because we get so caught up in the selling process. We forget that, okay, we do need to promote and we need to know what. And, and even if because and this is what I hear. Okay. Like a lot of independent hotels or boutique hotels, all our PR company does that. Well, okay, well, what what do they do? 
Uh, I don't know how they, they, we have influencers. Well, how are they being vetted? How do you know that influencer is the right influencer for your hotel? Because any influencer will take the job because it's going to pay them money. But why would you, if I'm a three diamond hotel and the influencer does four and five uh, diamond luxury hotels, why would I have that person do my job or vice versa? Like if, if they only do three diamond hotels, why they do all of a sudden now doing a, a, a five diamond hotel. So people don't, they don't see that there's a difference between there. There is a difference there, but you have to know that, right? Like I said, I've had time to kind of look now and I reevaluate. Like I said, if I was ever go back on property, these are things that I would do. So it's easy to see that now, but when I was in the weeds, like everyone else is now, I didn't see it until I started surrounding myself with people that did like social media marketing or promoting or branding and things like that. Okay. So if you, if you still go to the same stuff that you go to, that you used to go to like meetings and events and whatever, change where you're going, mix it up. Okay. Because the more diverse, the more people that you meet that come from diverse backgrounds, I think that's best, right? Especially when it comes to like marketing versus, you know, sales versus, you know, promoting your brand versus your brand and branding your brand. I mean, all that stuff is different if you look at it from a different perspective. Okay. So there you go. So, but yeah, I create content for hotel brands to keep them top of mind. Right. So you'll see the stuff that I put uh, stuff for me, right. You don't, you'll never know the stuff that I put for other people because my name is not attached to it because that's not what they want. Right. Their name is attached to it or their brand or their logo is attached to it. But all the stuff that I put out, um, like, I mean, just this, I, I posted this on Instagram or uh, here on LinkedIn as well. And this is what I do. Yeah, I create content for brands that keep them top of mind, because the more you see it, the more it's out there. The more you put things out, the more you post things, the more it's out there in the universe, the, you know, in, in virtual world and people see it. But if you don't put anything out there, no one's ever going to see it. So it's not about social media. It's not about the people that follow you. It's not about the companies or organizations that follow you. It's about the people that don't follow you. Okay. So that's why you have to do it on a more frequent basis. Okay. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So, um, but it also gives information to guests, right? So the stuff that I put out, it's not just about the whole, it is about the hotel, but it's about, Guests that may not know anything about that particular hotel, potential guest, right? So if I go to a hotel um, airport, okay, so I was at the H, H Hotel, which is a dual branded property. It's the H Hotel and the Homewood Suites. Uh, a lot of people don't even know that hotel even exists there. So if I post something about that, I'm here doing this is my office of the day. You know how many uh, comments I get about, like, where is that? You know, what do you mean it's a dual brand properties? A lot of people don't really understand what that is. It's one property with, with two brands inside of it. You know, one's for long-term stay and one is more of a kind of an upscale uh, hotel. I mean, it's a curio brand, right? So you kind of kind of have to explain that to them. It's a Hilton brand. They're both Hilton brands. They're in the same building, but they, 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 um, they're market specific. They're both go to different markets. One goes to long-term stay, meaning people that stay, you know, four to seven days. Okay. Opposed to maybe someone that will stay like the average stay at an airport at this airport is like 1.1 day, like maybe 1.1 or something like that. So they're in and out. Right. So it's, you get in two different markets at the same hotel. And that's why there's a lot more dual branded property. So you're able to share staff. You got one GM, one director of marketing and sales, you know, or maybe another salesperson, but they handle both properties, right? One address, one building, two brands. Okay. So boom, did I break it down? Okay. I think I did. Um, so yeah, this is a couple of things that I do. No music today. Let's see. The brand who helps your brand. I like that. What do I do and how I can help you? That's the thing with people need to do more of that. Hospitality personality, content creator, sales training for general managers, hotel site selection. So, yeah, so for general managers, I do help out. You know, general managers, GMs that may not have a lot of hotel, ex, uh, hotel sales experience, it's important that they know exactly what their salespeople are doing. Uh, you know, because you have to hold them accountable. You have to hold your director of sales and marketing 
accountable as well. But if you don't know how to do that, then where do you even start? So my job is to, you know, to help those people out. And this is my hotel. I, I, I do these every week. So I go and do a um, uh, office of the day kind of thing. So this is my office of the day a couple of days ago, last week. So this is Marina Del Rey Hotel in Marina Del Rey. Um, beautiful hotel, beautiful location. It's on the water. Uh, you can see the boats, a lot of boat slips around there. Um, they have 164 rooms. They have indoor and outdoor meeting space. This is one of their restaurants. I mean, this is, I mean, just picture yourself like having lunch, just looking over the, you know, the, the, the yachts and all that kind of stuff, the marina. Okay. Just, just envision that, shall we? So, but yeah, so those are things that I do. I mean, that's, that's something right there, right? That's promoting that hotel. And it's also letting people know that this is a potential hotel for me. Maybe I want to go and stay there for a weekend. Maybe my um, company who's, you know, is looking for a place to, to have their next meeting or whatever. So that's what, that's what this is all about. This is content creating me doing this show is creating content. So there you go. Um, let's see. We're almost done here. How do you increase social media engagement? There's three things you should do. Uh, create consistency or be consistent. Uh, add value. Add value to what you're doing. Hopefully what I'm saying is adding value to someone. Um, and then be authentic. Be you. You know, um, I can't be anyone else but me. It's hard enough to be me. Uh, so I don't get caught up on what other people do. I don't get caught up on other people's podcasts. If they do what they do, I do what I do. Okay. They don't worry about me. I don't worry about them. Okay. So, but like I said, a lot of stuff that I talk about is based on experience, not based on someone else's experience, right? Because a lot of times we'll have guests on all the time and they talk about their experience as well. This stuff is based on me, on my experience, uh, 14 different hotels, you know, 25 to 30 years in the industry, right? And a lot of different positions in between that, in, in, including being a director of marketing and sales and a general manager. So that's where my experience comes from. So that's where this stuff comes from. Okay, just just so you know. And then now that you, you know, you know how to increase your social media engagement, what kind of tools are out there to use? I, I use stories, you know, Instagram stories, Facebook reels, and I do lives, right? I do lives Monday through Friday, every single Monday through Friday. Um, they don't have to be long. It's like I said, social media is not about the people that see you or know that you are where you are, or who you are and what you do It's for the people that don't know who you are or know what you do. Who's hiring? Did I do that? Did I do that? Um, let me see. Hold on real quick. Don't worry. We're winding down here. We're winding down. Four Seasons LA. They're looking for a concierge. They're paying $28.35 an hour. Okay. Uh, Plaza Lorena Hotel in Westwood. I've never been there, but it's a 44-room hotel. It's an independent boutique. They're looking for a general manager. So it's in Westwood, which is right down the street from UCLA. Uh, it's called Plaza La Reina. Plaza La Reina Hotel in Westwood. Looking for a GM, 44 rooms. And they pay pretty good, right? Um, and what else? The Proper Hotel, downtown LA. They're looking for a, an assistant GM. And they're looking for a meetings and events service manager. There you go. And then some nine meat eats. I went to Bombay Frankie's last week, right? You guys familiar with Bombay Frankie's? It's like um, It's like Indian food, but they it's like... A Bombay Frankie is a is like a burrito, right? So it's like chana masala. You ever had chana masala? Uh, but they have a vegan chana masala, so it doesn't have chicken. Like you have like tikka masala. You know that? You familiar with that? Um, and it has chicken in it. Well, this is minus the chicken. So this is vegan that I eat, right? So it's not a vegan restaurant. It's a vegan friendly. They have a couple of vegan uh, items on there. So Bombay Frankie's, the one I go to is here in Culver City at the mall. So that's where I go. You don't even have to go in the mall because the restaurant's outside of the mall. So there you go. So that's my last one that I went to. It's really good. Really good. My three P's. So I'm almost done here, people. Um, the three P's. This is, you know, when I'm about to end the show. Uh, purpose, passion, perseverance. Purpose. Know why you do what you do. Okay. Know why I'm here talking to you guys on a Friday. This is a special edition of on air Russell of hotels, hospitality. Uh, that's what we talk about, right? The good, the bad, the ugly 
of the hospitality industry. Okay. More good than bad, but you know, there's some stuff that goes down that needs to be talked about. But remember, it's based on my experiences. Passion. Either you have it or you don't. Okay. So if you don't have passion for what you do, I, well, I hate it for you. D- go do something else. That's what I would do. You know what? This sucks. You know, you know, you come in, you complain, or I get get up in the morning. Oh, I gotta get up and go here. When you get to that point, <laughs> you need to go somewhere else, okay? Because the passion is gone, okay? Uh, the thrill is gone. Uh, perseverance. <laughs> Be consistent. Continue to evolve. Don't give up and swerve when you need to, okay? On air with Russell of Hotels, we swerve. We don't pivot. You know, that P word, you know, people, they throw out the P word, you know, like it's going out of style. That's another thing my dad used to say. Oh, he, they throw out that P word like it's going out of style. You know, so, but, um, yeah, I don't use the P word. I don't pivot. I swerve, right? So I see something in the horizon coming, okay, and in, 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 in order for me to avoid it, I swerve around it, okay, but pivoting, if you're already, you're seeing, but you keep going and you're in it. And now like, oh, shoot, I'm in it. Now, what do I do now? Well, now you got to pivot around. No, you got to identify issues in the horizon, right? And and just, and how do you identify? It can be through experience. It can be through, you know, having conversations with people, whatever. But just know that if you see some crap coming in the area, you need to avoid the crap. You need to swerve around it, okay? So that's the difference to me between swerving and pivoting, okay? Uh, I think just pivoting was just an overused word, so I just had to come up with something else, right? So that's just what I do. But anyway, um, but thank you guys. I appreciate you guys for joining this special edition of On Air with Russell of Hotels. Uh, remember, it's still going to happen on Tuesday. This is just to make up for last Tuesday, right, because I was out of town. So once again, I want to thank um, IPEC, Independent Planners Educational Conference. It's part of North Star Meeting. So if you're a meeting planner and you've never been to a North Star event, you need to check them out. You know, North, just Google North Star event or IPEC, uh, in, uh, Independent Planner uh, Educational Conference. Uh, I want to thank some people that I spent some time with over the last couple of days. Astrid, Marie, Marie Corey, Keisha Stone, Marilis Croc. Oh, in fact, Marilis, okay, I, let me just tell the quick Marilis story, okay. Marilis got on me, okay, so she 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 set me out, okay. She, got, she was mad at me. She wanted to get her point across, okay. So, I promote, you know, I talk about Marilis and she's with Visit Anaheim, which is a, a CVB or a DMO, you know, that's a destination marketing organization. So they promote the tourism for that destination. So, but I have been saying for, I don't know, for years, you know, Marilis is with Anaheim, you know, Visit Anaheim. Okay. Well, no, well, I just got corrected the other day. It's not just Visit Anaheim, it's Visit Orange County as well. So, they not only represent Anaheim, the city of Anaheim and the, and you know, the mouse and all that stuff. That means Disneyland for people that are like, what's Anaheim. Okay. Anaheim is where Disneyland is. And that's in orange County. Okay. Just for people that don't know, or people that are keeping score. Right. So they represent all of orange County. Okay. Not just Anaheim. So I got corrected on that the other day. So she so just said, Oh, I'm mad at you. I'm like, what, what are you mad at? What do I do? You are saying that we only represent Anaheim. I said, Marilis, I didn't, I didn't know you didn't tell me that. So, you know, whose fault is it? Is it mine or hers? I don't know, but I'll take the blame for it. So Marilis, I apologize. <laughs> so if you're ever, if you're taking something to orange County in general, um, you can contact Marilis Croc at visit Anaheim, but just know that visit Anaheim also um, is responsible for the entire Orange County area. Okay, so boom, I said it, Marilis. Okay, so there you go. But no, I love Marilis. Marilis is one of my favorite people. I've known her for years, right? So uh, we can joke about that stuff. So that was it was all in j- joke and fun. But I needed to make sure I corrected myself. Okay, so once again, visit Anaheim takes care. of all of Orange County. So it's visit Anaheim and Orange County. Let's just say that. So thank you, Marilis. Nicole Hankton, appreciate you. James, he's with um, 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 a North Star Meetings. Thank you. Kurt Shaver, he's out there in wine country. Appreciate you. Joe Marcy, that's OG, okay? He's out there in um, Monterey. So visit or discover Monterey, I can't remember. But yeah, and then Angelina out there in um, Las Vegas. She's at the... 
I want to say the Double Tree. It's a Hilton. Uh, let's just say, yeah, let's just say, say Double Tree. Let's say Double Tree in in Las Vegas. Angelina Leon. Okay, appreciate you. And then Astrid is with the Sahara in Vegas. So all these years, I didn't have any contacts in Vegas. Now I at least have two of them, right? So believe me, I'm gonna be calling these people. So anyway, so thank you guys so much, and I want, like I said, thank the people that I and I and if I miss some names because you know I had appointments with a lot of people, I had 22 appointments. So if I miss names, I do I I, I do apologize for that. But these are people that I kind of you know I shared planes with. We went to you know dinner with, or we went out to, to you know to check out the bands with. Um, so these are people that that kind of hung out with because it's safety in numbers. Right. So you go to destinations, you know, you don't need to be going by yourself. Right. You don't need to go out uh, to different events by yourself. So it's safety and strength in numbers. OK, so these some of these people, you know, we all kind of piled around together and hung out, you know, at least one night uh, just to check out, you know, the blues scene and all that kind of stuff in Memphis. So. I always want to give just credit where people where credit is due. So I do appreciate those people. And my voice is leaving, right? Can you tell my voice? I don't know where it's going, but it's leaving here. <clears throat> so, but yeah, I just always want to give people a shout out because, and most of these people are from California, right? So California, the California ten, contingency was real, right? So we're like a gang up in there. Okay. So we were representing. So no, California, uh, it was it was cool because every appointment I have, I say, oh, I'm from California. Like, like, oh, my God, there's all kind of people from California here. So, yeah, so we, we represent it. So so there you go. So that's it. Thank you guys so much for joining on air with Russell of Hotels. I do appreciate you. We'll see you next Tuesday at one o'clock PST or California time. Peace. Thank you for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels. Please tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. as we talk to other hospitality professionals. Your feedback is important to Russell. Feel free to email him at russell at russellofhotels.com with any questions or suggestions. Until next time, try not to be a person of success, rather become a person of great value.